0: Good afternoon, little Saigon, Seattle. Good afternoon to all my friends out there in Tulsa or Dallas or Dallas-Fort Worth. Good afternoon to my friends in Toledo and to my friends in the Whiskey Heights of New York and those places, the creepy crawly places of North and South Carolina. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to the people of Tacoma, the people of Bellingham, the people of LA, and to the person in that ambulance outside right now that's probably dying. It is Wednesday, Wednesday, February the 10th, 2021. And I have not really had much to say to you guys in almost a week, have I? As I hear the ambulances outside my window, you probably can't hear them out there in TV land, but I can. It's a pitter-patter of the heart when you hear the ambulance go by. Because the first question you ask is, did I just die? Did I just die in some horrible accident involving cocaine? Anything is possible on Wednesday, February the 10th, 2021, but yeah, haven't been able to do a Little Saigon Report in almost a week. Um, Been working on that new, you know, semi-fictional, maybe... Maybe it's not. Probably his fictional series, The Lost Prison Lectures of Charles Manson. And if you're wondering where such dark, dark, dark subject matter comes from, well, it comes from the same place as a commercial. A commercial showing some ratty-looking old dude with creepy, creepy, scary eyes and creepy fucking facial expressions and a little fucking notebook in his Jeep. He's in his Jeep. I don't know if he's in Kansas, or bumfuck Egypt, or bumfuck Kansas. But he's driving in his Jeep, and he's got his notebook, and his scary-ass axe-murderer eyes, and his meth-head expressions, man. So, I didn't watch the Super Bowl, although I am proposing the following theory that this creepy-ass Jeep commercial was shown during the Super Bowl. I don't know. And I didn't recognize it as Bruce Springsteen at first, okay? I didn't, you know? Of course, you know, he's getting older. We all get older. But he does have that expression, that kind of almost gaunt-like dark stare expression of someone who's seen terrible things. Terrible, terrible things. And he tries to sing the evil out, but the evil just builds inside. And so he's in his Jeep with his notebook, probably a list of people he needs to kill. And so he's heading to the middle of the country for some spiritual death journey. And that's all great. It's really great that Bruce Springsteen is in a fucking Jeep trying to find the middle of the country... Where he can bury those hookers he killed in Oklahoma. That's right. Anyways, I don't know what to say about that fucking commercial, but it's actually good to watch it with just not the audio playing at all. Because if the audio is playing, it's creepy. But without the audio playing, you could probably have Slayer playing, and you can just guess what's going on underneath the surface. Anyways. Tide Pod Nation, we're in a Tide Pod alert. According to the CDC and the WHO and the various organizations that exist now, if you don't consume at least 12 Tide Pods a day, you won't be able to flatten the curve. If you don't consume at least 12 Tide Pods a day, If you don't eat at least a baker's dozen of Tide Pods a day, you're, you're not going to be able to keep the doctor away. living in a land of two or three masks now. The CDC says that the masks you grab from that box that says these masks cannot be used as masks to protect you from viruses. Well, two of them probably would work. If one of them kind of works, two works better, right? And, you know, guys, I think if you ate a Tide Pod... Two Tide Pods work better. If one Tide Pod, Swallowed, works great, Two tied Pods works better. This is the logic we're being thrown right now, but if it's too complicated, let me try to make this simple in terms of Gorilla Glue Girl. Okay, so let's say Gorilla Glue Girl had a friend named Gorilla, Ter- Gu- Gorilla Maria. No, Gorilla Glue, um, no, not Gabby. Gorilla Glue Charlene. Gorilla Glue Charlene, who's a friend of the Gorilla Glue girl. Well, Gorilla Glue Charlene is really Gorilla Tape Charlene. Don't ask her about her night job. She works for guys off Wall Street. They have to be taught a lesson because they want to be... So Gorilla Tape Charlene figures out that if you take Gorilla Tape and you completely cover up someone's mouth, and then you take the Gorilla Tape and you completely cover up their nostrils. And furthermore, according to the general theorem of covering all holes, Gorilla Tape Girl figures out you can cover every orifice with Gorilla Tape. But Ted, Ted, her nightly Wall Street, you know, John. The thing about Ted is that with his nostrils covered up with gorilla tape and his mouth covered up with gorilla tape and his ears and his eyes and every orifice covered, but definitely the nostrils and the mouth is sufficient given the nature of the human body. Well, it turns out that Ted can't breathe. It turns out that you can completely block the COVID-19. You can totally block the COVID-19 if you take a roll of gorilla duct tape, gorilla tape, and you wrap it around your mouth and your nostrils, just make sure that no air can get through. Better yet, you can go a little bit cheaper and just buy duct tape and some garbage bags. And I would use two or three garbage bags just to be sure. If you use two or three garbage bags and then you duct tape around your throat, there's a really good chance that you won't get... You won't, you won't die of the virus, is what I'm saying. Or you can just eat some Tide Pods. You can just go eat some fucking Tide Pods. Talk about thin skin, don't let anybody, don't tell any of the mask wearers that what they're doing is eating Tide Pods. They do not want to hear that, that will get you in trouble on social media. It's not Tide Pods, it's not Tide Pods, it's just telling us to wear two or three masks, right? And make sure the air can't get through, that's critical. You don't need any oxygen. But why don't you just skip the fucking mass and just get a couple fucking plastic bags, put them over your fucking head, okay? Take the fucking tape, the gorilla tape, wind it around your neck a few times, and guess what? You will not, I promise you, the virus definitely will not kill you. I'm not saying you're going to survive. I mean, you know, that, that's not my point either, really. But you won't die the fucking virus, though, will you? You won't die the virus. You'll be virus-free and ready to party in San Francisco with all the other hookers. Crab-free, virus-free. I mean, actually, you'll be dead. But maybe there'll be a special hell for you someplace for people that I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't think you'd go to hell for being stupid. If you did... Hell would probably be the only destination for every Everyone's stupid at some point in their life, and sometimes some of us have the bad luck to be stupid, while at the same time something really dangerous happens, and that can lead to our death. And that is sad and tragic, and yet I say, as I've said in the past, that's the ice cream cone, folks, okay? You can polish it and preserve it and cool it down, and you can just lick away at that thing for a hundred years but it is always going to break. Some of them break early, some of them break later. That's just the way it works. So if you decide to follow the mask guidance and then do what I've seen already, okay, people running with two masks on. If you decide to do something like that and you have a heart attack and die, that's okay. It's your fucking ice cream cone. If that's, if in your head, the simulated reality where wearing any mask, let alone two or three or four or five, will help you in any way whatsoever. If in that magical, fairy dust land, you need to do that to get by, it's your ice cream cone. The only thing I would say is you don't have a right to force that on other people. And that's when when all of a sudden you're not acting the way you're supposed to. All of a sudden you want to make decisions about other people's ice cream cone. And I'm sorry. But it's th- that's their fucking choice. The interesting thing about actual fucking pandemics is you don't need to convince people they're happening. It's just interesting how that works. An actual threatening fucking disaster requires no arguments. None at all. Zero. Zip. Nada. And certainly not after a fucking year. If it's a real thing, There's no argument. There's no advertising. There are no dancing fucking nurses. You don't need to shame people or virtue signal. You can see the bodies in the streets. I live near to all major hospitals in Seattle. I have seen construction increase. I've seen communists marching up and down the fucking streets. But I haven't seen the bodies in the streets, though. Not the dead ones. Not the victims of the plague. And if you, well, but Dan, they're stacking up the hospital. Well, they had an emergency hospital open about a year ago at Harborview, and then they shut it down three weeks later. So I guess that's not happening either. And are people dying? (laughs) People always die. Did you hear about the fucking ice cream cone? Yes, people die. People are dying. And I have no doubt that people are being killed. But is it because of the COVID? Or is it because of something else? I think it's something else. And I think the reason why people are willing to put on two masks to do that fucking kabuki dance is because they don't want to know what the something else is. They would rather virtue signal and play magical fucking games in their fucking heads than to ask the simple fucking question, what the fuck are they hiding under all these fucking masks? What the fuck are they hiding from you? That they want you to suffocate yourself and probably suffocate your children. Because that's the region of science, quote unquote, we're into when we're talking about these multiple mask scenarios. One mask is unhealthy. One mask is bad. One mask serves no fucking purpose given what we know about viruses, given what we supposedly know about this magical virus that seems to not impact construction in any way whatsoever. But yeah, one mask is unhealthy and useless. Two masks is basically doctors going on TV and telling people to kill themselves. So this is also why I would add the following. If any motherfucker talks to me about drinking at all, ever again, until whatever happens, happens, I don't want to die of organ failure, and it is a bloody waste of time. But if I'm going to walk around a crazy city surrounded by dumb fucks who actually believe two masks are better than one and three's better than two, then I would rather be double fisting whiskey every fucking day. I would rather be drinking every fucking day because that's the world I'm in right now. And for all the go-along, get-alongs who say, well, Dan, we just got to ride this out. Like the War on Terror... Like that one? That one never fucking ended. In fact, it probably mutated into this fucked up bullshit. Write it out till when? How many fucking decades? It's right about time, with Tide Pod Nation, that the space chief, there's a space chief Seattle, of the space engines or Indians, or the indigenous peoples of the moon... There is a Space Chief Seattle. He lives with his tribe of space Native Americans. They live on the moon, they've been there for hundreds, if not hundreds and thousands, if not hundreds of millions of years. And this Space Chief Seattle and his space Native American, well, really just space indigenous moon people, They have a rail gun, a giant rail gun, that can launch objects that weigh 3,000 tons. No, 3 million tons. Yes, they can launch a 3 million ton object with their giant rail gun. They get to do this about 170 every 70 million years. It's a deal they made with God. When is Chief Seattle of the Moon going to launch his cannon? When are you, great space chief, going to tip that fucking cannon towards Earth and continue on what is what can only be now called the Universal Global Earthwise Tide Pod Challenge? Everyone grab your Tide Pods. Chief Seattle's pointing his gun at us grab your Tide Pods and your whiskey and your cocaine and your machine guns and your C4 and your chainsaws and all your sadness and all your pathetic bullshit because Chief Seattle's about to light us up. And that's where we're at. In terms of the Tide Pod challenge of 2021 I keep wondering when Space Chief Seattle is going to take his cannon load up that million ton fucking rock from the moon launch it at us at like I don't know, 1% the speed of light maybe 2% maybe skim milk Space Chief Seattle We're waiting for you Space Chief Seattle That's right, Space Chief Seattle. When are you going to fucking light us up? Jim and I spoke the other night. There's a link in the notes that you can find to a thing on YouTube. It was a good conversation. Um, I would say, say a prayer for our friend Jim. He's out there doing, I think, good work, trying to get a business going, trying to keep a hold of hope. He doesn't want to give up. He's not like his nihilistic... Drunken hobo shaman banished Christian preacher friend Dan. He's not like me, running away from the skrull freaks. He's not the one eating street protein and singing songs of glimph. But he's out there. Anyway, say a fr- say a prayer for my friend Jim if you can. Jim Davidson at planetary jim on Twitter. Say a prayer. Say a prayer for our friends out there, all of our friends, our family, the people we love. Jim was right to emphasize this. And I have been trying to emphasize this in recent weeks because whatever is about to happen, and I don't give a fuck where you are, no amount of wearing masks or washing your hands or anything is going to do anything at all, really, probably. The, the question is, where do you want to live? Okay, it's not a question of how do you avoid dying. We'll get to this later, but I really think that's a, that's a dumb question. How do I avoid dying? You can't. You never will. I'm not saying don't be happy while you're alive, and I'm also not saying don't, you know, uh, I'm not saying you should hasten on death. I don't think that's a good idea either. But, you know, you really don't control that. No matter how good you live, I don't care if you eat the best vegetables, you eat the best protein, you got six-pack abs. It doesn't matter to me, man, or death. Death doesn't care. Death doesn't care. Anyways, yeah, you escape one Scientology to find yourself in a greater Scientology. That's a Dr. Freckles quote. I'll just leave that there. It fits in with the whole Tide Pod Nation. I was thinking that if I, if I actually got any real funding for my podcast, I might just, I might just rebrand it, maybe. Um, or maybe have a separate offshoot cast called Tide Pod Nation because that's where we are. And there's no reason to be ironic when everything else is ironically named. I'd rather be unironically named and just be called Tide Pod Nation. Celebration of Tide Pods. Eating Tide Pods, because if you eat a lot of Tide Pods, breaking news, breaking news. Breaking news. Eight people died in a terrible car accident on Monday when COVID-19 hit their vehicle head on. COVID-19 was drunk. Drunk and swerving all over the road. And then COVID-19 went into ongoing traffic. And killed a family of eight people. Mom, dad, six kids. Very sad. COVID-19. Up next, though, Tide Pod Challenge. The President Biden speaks. I ate five Tide Pods today. The reporter questions, well, is it true that seven Tide Pods a day will cure the COVID? And President Biden said, in the sunlight, my leg hair looks blonde. And Corn Pop never hurt nobody, really, did he? So I went shopping the other day um, on Monday, which would be the day before yesterday. Every... Every yesterday, no, every today is yesterday's is tomorrow. Isn't that great? Every today is yesterday's is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so I went the other day on Monday shopping to buy food, and so I took the streetcar. The streetcar named, no, not Desire. The streetcar named whatever, it's the streetcar. The one that goes up and down 12 through Yesler, you know, the one you take if you live in that Capitol Hill area, but you don't live on Capitol Hill. The one you take if you live around where I live, you know where that is, buddy. Anywho, they've got a free mass dispenser. Now, before I go into the free mass dispenser, I need to point something out. I have seen Mass and mass and litter of mass for the past year, everywhere, on the sidewalks, on the roads, people don't give a fuck. I see motherfuckers who will give speeches about pollution when it's not the make-believe pandemic, but these same motherfuckers walk out of a fucking grocery store, take their fucking mask off, and toss it on the fucking ground. So before I describe to you what I saw on Monday, Understand this, if you give a fuck about the ecology, what's going on with this mass bullshit should fucking disturb you. It shows a complete lack of concern, a total lack of concern. Almost like, for example, the way that Washington State was after Fukushima. What? Fukushima? Uh, Two China syndromes? Two reactors cooked off? And, you know, ever since then, continuously dumping radioactive waste into the Pacific Ocean. You know that ocean out to the west of us? But nobody gave a fuck. They still don't give a fuck. It's very telling when you think about it. It's actually very telling. The things they want you to be concerned about and the things they don't. Don't worry about the massive dumping of radioactive waste in the Pacific Ocean. That's not a concern. Don't worry about whatever the fuck they're dropping from the sky. Not a concern, not a real thing. But make sure you wear two masks. And don't worry if you take off those two masks and just trash them on the ground someplace so that some fucking animal that can't find fucking food chokes. And before you go, well, damn, that's crazy. What are you saying? Listen, my first year back here, I think I saw a bird of prey once or twice that whole fucking year. In in Little Saigon. And you might ask, Dan, why wouldn't eagles and hawks look for food in Little Saigon? Probably because crows that have lived around poisonous people are more adept at navigating the crappy food of the city. So crows can make it work. But those, you know, birds of prey, they need to eat little creatures like the rats and the squirrels and maybe even other crows. And the problem is these animals are basically poisonous. I mean, they are. This is not nutritional food. This isn't the healthy food that fucking eagles would be eating if they could find food in the fucking forest. This is cancer food. This is food that eats cancer and poops out cancer, okay? That's what this is and I have seen in the last month several eagles, several hawks. I saw a hawk the other day and again one of the best ways to identify a bird of prey isn't just by its shape but If you live in a city, what you're going to see very quickly is four or five crows chasing it away. That's normal. That's also a thing. Birds of prey do not like hanging around where crows are. Crows hang out in the city. Do the fucking math. If birds of prey are coming to the fucking city to be chased by fucking crows, to be harassed, to find some kind of food to feed whatever hatchlings they have this year, which probably aren't many, that means that they don't have food to go for where they're at. I'm sorry, that's what that means. People who want to say, well, Dan, it just means the, the eagles and the hawks are doing really well. No, that's not what that means, dude. That, that's not. I'm sorry. But by all means, put on another fucking mask. Really do that, that's going to help. I mean, it's going to kill you faster. If you go exercise with two masks on, you will be at the risk of a heart attack. You will, okay? It's one of the reasons why when they counsel people like during basic training to not do certain things This is one of the reasons you don't choke people you don't cut off airflow because it can lead to a fucking heart attack Especially if you're involved in strenuous activities, huh? I wonder what running with two masks is And here's the other thing too for all you fuckers out there who don't think this is a big fucking deal If some fucker goes on the TV and says, this is a good idea, then it really is just a question of the law of large numbers and statistical distribution. Do I think that every stupid motherfucker who listens to that shit is going to immediately walk around with two masks? No. But based upon my anecdotal sampling theory, I can tell you so far I've seen a bunch of people in Seattle wearing two masks. So someone's going to do it. And someone's gonna overstrain themselves, and that means people will die. And in an ordinary world where people believed in the rule of law, and a doctor, a physician had a fucking license that could be revoked, and they went on TV to say, hey, listen, one Tide Pod is great, two Tide Pods is better, but if you can eat six Tide Pods in one day, if you can eat six Tide Pods in one day, that's Magnana of the fantasticificus. It's van taffa, It's Vantafacacicus. It's fantastic if you can do that. Yeah, if a doctor were to go on the TV in, in a different day and age, imagine this were 1975. And some doctor went on TV and said, listen, it's a really good idea to shove socks down down the throats of your children. And some percentage of stupid people would do it, I'm sorry. Because that's the way people have been my whole fucking life. The only difference between 1975 and today is that the people who fuck with us have more tools but they've been fucking with me and all of us for years before I was born. So if in 75, some fucker wanted to run a nasty ass, you know, Nazi-style MK-Ultra trauma-based mind control fucking test and say, listen, folks, I heard that taking a a sock and shoving it down the throat of your child in the summertime can help with hay fever. Cures hay fever. It cures everything. Yeah, if some fucking doctor did that in 1975, I actually think that something would happen. And there's a reason why they didn't do it, because they knew that shit hadn't percolated enough yet. If they had pulled this shit back in the 70s, people were still not that stupid. Like, people were stupid, but they weren't that fucking stupid. But now a doctor goes on the TV and says, make sure you wear two masks. Don't worry about the spraying in the sky. Make sure you wear two masks. Don't worry about the Fukushima or the giant death zones in the ocean or all the whales that seem to be dying. Just make sure you wear fucking two masks. Ignore the train wreck of human civilization around you. Ignore the fact that your basic civil liberties are being flushed down the toilet. Make sure you wear two masks. You hear me, buddy? Make sure you, you suffocate yourself. That's the ticket. Next topic. Uh, where you here's a quote from doctor Freckles. Where you see signs of life, you see signs, you see the signs of God. And I think that's generally true. I don't know how much I want to say about this quote, where you see the signs of life, you see the signs of God. What I will say is life itself is a kind of hopeful thing. You know, this earthly life that we were left with after being kicked out of Eden, after the flood, after everything that happened, um, carrying the weight of our mortality... This earthly life is still a wonderful fucking thing. And where there is life, there is hope. This sounds like a cliche. It's a platitude. People say it all the time. It comes up in movies. But it is true. Where you see signs of life, there is God's hand. There is the possibility of grace, I think. Anywho. Next topic. We're burning through these now, really. You think about it. Fatwa. Fatwa.com. If there's not a fatwa.com, and so we get through this, you know, back when that whole satanic versus thing was happening back in the '80s, whatever. And Salman Rushdie, or you know, Salman Grundy, born on a Monday. Salman Rushdie, born on a rush. Yeah, when Salman Rushdie or whatever was supposedly had a fatwa against him. At the time it was like people equated fatwa to death warrant and that's not really what a fatwa is, you know, at least according to the internet. A fatwa is just a a legal opinion concerning Islamic law that is issued by some recognized cleric, you know. Some particular religious official in Islam issues a fatwa saying that, you know, Taco Tuesday's okay by Muhammad. that's a fatwa but um you know and, and again let's stick with that definition it's just a legal opinion imagine if iran create a website called fatwa.com and listen you could make a lot of money you, you just what you do is you have people fill in some forms you know it's kind of like legal zoom yeah exactly like legal zoom fatwa.com and so you go to fatwa.com and you say i got a problem there's this person i want dead Oh, but fatwas aren't about that. Well, some fatwas kind of are. In the sense that once you've been declared like, I don't know, you know, what, infidel or something? Anybody can kill you and then probably go to heaven. I think it works like that. Yes. So I would say... Fatwa.com could be the legal Zoom of 2022. I'll just leave it there. Um, It could be big. Big, big. Huge if true. Huge if true. I was thinking about Tom Hanks. And here's what I was thinking. Um, He does seem like the king of representing the deep state. Like, when it comes to deep state bullshit that needs a chocolate-covered frosting of sweetie goodness, they, they trudge out Tom Hanks, and they'll probably give him cancer if... Well, they probably threaten to give him cancer. <laughs> Anyways, they'll give him some hinky-ass disease. You know what, Tom? Can you play sick? Like you're dying almost? Oh, I can do that. Sure. I did that in Philadelphia. Okay. Tap into Philadelphia. And maybe Bruce Springsteen will show up and be your dirty, nasty, hobo-looking, axe-murderer-looking dude. Huge if true. Huge if true. It's huge. No, but imagine... Okay. Depending upon how you interpret the book of Revelation, and depending upon how you look at prophecy... Um, You might see the Antichrist in in a slightly different way. But, you know, a basic interpretation is that the Antichrist will be a real person. And imagine, if you will, there's some ceremony in a few months, okay? Some big ceremony. The Antichrist saves us from something. That's what I'm saying. The thing that I feel like is coming could be the kind of thing... That the Antichrist would claim to solve, when probably he, you know, his team was responsible for triggering whatever it is. But anyways, the Antichrist fixed, fixes the whatever, the whatever all this bullshit's been hiding. And you know, for the few hundred million people left alive, because listen, whatever's coming, I think they do mean to kill a bunch of us. I'm sorry, they wouldn't be telling you to wear two or three masks if they wanted you to live. Let me rephrase that. Let me put it in those terms. If they wanted you alive they would not be telling you to kill yourself. They would not be telling you to sit and wait at home and just observe the trauma monkeys and go through adrenal fatigue and slowly get cancer and die. You know, they wouldn't if they wanted you around. So the only thing we can be certain of at this point is that they want a lot of us dead and they would be okay if you kill yourself, they're perfectly okay if you go crazy and kill others and they're very happy if you just die of adrenal fatigue. You know, if you just die of diabetes or heart disease, if you just die of basic systemic disorders due to being shut in and house arrest like in a ghetto. Yeah, ghetto with internet. A ghetto that probably still gets you Amazon delivered, whatever still gets delivered. I haven't had much money for anything other than food, so I really don't know. But whatever still gets delivered, you can still get it delivered. So it's not that bad, right? As slow deaths go. But imagine, if you will, after the piles of bodies stack up sometime in 2022 or 2023, imagine there's a big ceremony thanking, you know, I'll call him Emperor... 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 Emperor Genghis. Emperor G... No, Emperor Grog. Emperor Grog. Emperor Grog, who saves us from whatever, who lands in his fucking spaceship with you know, fallen angels, excuse me, aliens. And Emperor Grog saves us and gives us the new Ten Commandments. The new Ten Commandments. There's gonna be a big ceremony. It's gonna be bigger than the Golden Globes. It's gonna be bigger than the opening of the Olympics. It's gonna be bigger than any, you know, Academy Award ceremony ever any any you know at any time you know, anywhere, right? And so they're going to need the ultimate MC, the ultimate person to put up there and introduce the Antichrist. And so it's Tom Hanks, you know. And this is the Tom Hanks who's seen it all, going back to that great movie from the early 80s, Mazes and Monsters, where he tells his friends, I'm going to the Great Hall. But really he intends to jump off buildings that ain't there no more. Tom Hanks is made for this role. Like, if there's a role to play in introducing the Antichrist to planet Earth, whether it's Emperor Grog, or Queen Blisma, or some robot AI, whatever form the Antichrist takes, and, and my guess is, it'll be somebody that teaches yoga. Yoga instructor that saved the lives of, you know, the people that were left. A great yoga instructor, you know. And it could be a female, transgendered, so not female, transgendered, quasi-representational, structured, intermediate, multi-level skin freak with all sorts of cuts and scabs. And this could be Dr. Glimbus of Malibu, who happens you know, to be a famous yo- yoga instructor, hot yoga, and she is in fact the Antichrist. And Tom Hanks introduces her and says, listen, whatever you're gonna say about Dlimba, I had sciatica because of doing Forrest Gump. My back was broken up. And Dlimba cured me with her yoga and her yoga hands. And I had a happy ending. It could go down like that. I'm not sure that it will It will go down like that, but it'll be huge if true, huge if true, very huge. I'm not gonna read the article. I have a link in my notes to an article that Forbes published. It basically tells you to stop thinking. You can look at the notes. I don't wanna revisit this. It's just too depressing to revisit. They tell people to stop thinking. And then the very next article is about Gorilla Glue Girl who probably should have thought a little bit more, you know? Oh, you're just being racist. Am I being racist about Gorilla Glue Girl? And then you get to read this, the mass guidance, and this is Dr. Scott Seagal, 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 I don't know, Seagal. Okay, Dr. Scott Seagal. And I quote, and there's a link to this from NBC News, and I quote Dr. Scott Seagal, Chair of Anesthesiology at Wake Forest Baptist Health in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. If you put three or four masks on, if you put three or four masks on, it's going to filter better because it's more layers of cloth. But you'll be taking it off because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's important, isn't it there, Scott? Because I think that's your body's way of telling you that it's suffocating. The same reason your body will want you to get to the surface of the pool when you start, you know, losing your oxygen. You can fight it, you can be disciplined, but your body is going to want you to fucking breathe because I don't know how to put this, Scott. You need oxygen to fucking live. And, and it's really funny because the actual oxygen quality, the percent of oxygen in the atmosphere, eh, it's been going down, folks. A lot of major cities, I think, are into the mid to lower teens now. And nobody wants to talk about that either. But it kind of leads me to believe that, yeah, maybe having people wear two or three masks will take them off the fact that there just isn't as much oxygen as there used to be. Not as much to breathe. It may not be as bad as 15%. It sure as shit ain't the 20% it used to be. Um, I'm pretty certain of that. But who knows, right? Because it's Tide Pod Nation, Tide Pod Challenge. This doctor is telling you bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It will kill you, but it is your life. If you want to kill yourself, I'm not happy about it. I would prefer you don't do it, but it's your life. And it's your soul, too. I would prefer that you, you know, find Jesus Christ. Find the grace of God. Find the healing through faith. I I think that would be, be better for you if you did that. But that's your fucking life, man. That's your soul. If you want to be damned for eternity, that's your business. You could be right. As a Christian, I always have to say there's a possibility that I'm wrong because the Lord in heaven gave me a brain, too. You know? So I could be wrong. But it is your gamble, and it is your fucking business, not mine. Breaking news. Breaking news. Elon Musk wires up a computer chip. He wires up the chip to a monkey brain. The monkey sends Elon a text message. Fuck you Musk. In all caps. Yeah, there was an art, there was something that Dane Wigington talked about on his podcast recently about how Elon Musk um had hooked a chip up to a monkey so it could play a video game directly using its brain. And Musk makes a comment, oh, and the monkey's so happy about it. And I'm thinking if the monkey could send Musk a a text message, it would be, fuck you, Musk, this is eternal pain, fuck you, I am doing the stupid game playing because it's the only way I get to fucking eat. And if you think I'm a stupid monkey, look at all the motherfuckers who wear the mask so they can go to the fucking grocery store. Fuck you, Musk. You are the torture freak. You're creating the Skinner box, and then you're complaining that I play the game so I don't fucking die? Fuck you, Musk. Fuck you, Musk. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I'm not opposed to people doing experimentation. But as an ethical question, I don't think I'd experiment on animals that I think are conscious. It is a personal choice. If I, if I thought there was a lot of consciousness going on, I wouldn't eat it. Now, if someone were to prove to me that every living thing was conscious and aware, then I would have to starve to death, right? Or I'd have to make certain fucking choices. In general, I draw a distinction between a gorilla and a cow. I draw a distinction between an orca, orca whale, and a cow. I don't see cows as being exactly the same as anything other than being a cow. Does that mean there's no consciousness there? There might be. There might be a hugely developed internal world and it's just too bad because like the pig, they're too fucking tasty. I'm sorry cow. You're really tasty. I'm sorry, cow. This following weather prediction would work 70 to 80% of the time for the last year, maybe 80% of the time. There is a 90% chance of a nasty brown, filthy gunkus um, filling up the skies right around 10 a.m. and it will spread out and become a black, filthy, nasty, gray undifferentiated mass and they'll call it clouds but it'll just hang up there really gross like you might get some poison rain later not a lot though and it will sublimate off quickly for unbeknownst chemical reasons that's your weather report almost every fucking day um yeah With the exception of the rain. Like we've had a lot of just dry gray skies. But what we've had a lot of in the last year especially is just dark gray black gunkus. Well Dan we had a little bit of a blue. Yeah we had a little bit of a bluish sky earlier today. We had a little bit of a bluish sky last week. We're still getting a little bit of something. But it's not a clear blue sky. It's something kind of gross, and they're telling us it's all normal and just wear your two masks. So let's just get back to that. One of the questions people might ask themselves is, Dan, why is it during this ridiculous series of trauma monkeys, why is it in Tide Pod America that the construction workers and the truckers are just, you know, they're, they seem to not have a problem getting jobs right now? And I'm not opposed to it. If you're surviving as a trucker or a construction worker, God bless you, okay? You've got to survive somehow, you know, that's the way to survive. But here's the other thing, too. If I believed that there was a almost unpredictable, non-discrete event coming, which means if it was a discrete event, if something coming was some day they could predict, you know, they could have predicted then basically none of this Monkey Herpes Tide Pod Nation shit would have ever happened. They would have simply kept the ball rolling right up to that fucking day. So one of the things we can be clear about, especially that now that we're in the land of three masks, not just two, um, one thing we can be clear on is that whatever's coming, they, they really don't know the precise date. So they've got a Pez dispenser of trauma and bullshit and printed money and all the crap they'll need to feed us, feed the brain and the body, the poison to the body and the brain, all the poison they need, all the Tide Pods they need to shove down our fucking throats. And they're also keeping the construction workers and the truckers busy. And you'll say, well, Dan, why is that interesting? It's interesting to me, not just because in this horrible pandemic, it seems like construction has increased on my street. That's weird. That's a weird pandemic that increases the rate of construction. Weird plague, weird plague alert. Anyways, here's the thing, though. You remember Marvin Heemeyer? Back in the early 2000s, I think it was 2004, 2005, but you can look it up. Remember Marvin Heemeyer who got pissed off at some motherfuckers nearby and decided to armor up his big, you know, D6 or D12 cat or whatever the fuck it was. just a big Caterpillar fucking bulldozer. Armored up like it's a fucking tank with 50 caliber Barrett rifles inside and 9mm ports that motherfucker would have stood its ground during World War One. Respect to Hemeyer. In fact, the first tanks, the ones deployed during World War One, were built in roughly the same way. They took, they basically took tractors and they put armor on them. It's one of the reasons why they weren't very fast. You know, that's a whole other story of tank warfare. Needless to say, meyer had built for himself a good old-fashioned World War One-style tank, and he did a, he did a lot of damage. I don't think he killed anybody but himself but he did a lot of damage. So can you imagine the last year of bullshit, the last year of Mastopia, but the construction workers and the truckers are also unemployed? They are also shut down. I mean, let's ignore the fact that the logistical system would fall apart because you gotta have the truckers working. So let's just pretend the construction workers were all furloughed, okay? Or mostly they didn't have any work. I think we would see a lot more He-Meyer shit. I think we'd see a lot more people Taken stuff apart, okay? These construction workers, for whatever you wanna say, they literally know where the bodies are buried. They know, probably in a lot of cases, the general stress levels of a lot of civilian construction, a lot of bridges, a lot of dams, a lot of buildings, a lot of power plants. You see where I'm fucking going with this? And they probably have a lot of heavy equipment. Shit they could use to tear stuff up, shit they could use to armor up. I don't know. It's my basic theory. That's why they've kept a lot of these people busy. Because, hey, they're not busy. They're angry. And if they're angry, they're armored up. And if they're armored up, they're ready to rock and roll. Though I think that's probably coming in some form. It's just that they'll avoid the worst of it. Like I said, if this was something they could predict, whatever's coming, if they could have predicted it with a specific date. And what's coming could just be the collapse of an empire. But that, too, is is kind of a time frame thing. It's not, a, it's not a specific date. So it would make sense that they want to play this fucking game with us. But the only reason to play the Hokey Pokey the way they have, the only reason to do this is if they don't really fucking know when it's going to happen. They were probably certain it could have started a year ago. And now, listen, they're down to like telling people to wear two masks, okay? I know a lot of you guys out there... You want to believe they're not trying to harm you, but that's really stupid advice. It's harmful advice. They're telling you to suffocate yourself, and if you make your kids wear two masks, they're telling you to suffocate your children. So if they're at that point in the fucking game, what do you think's coming? It's it's certainly not discreet, because all this shit would be pointless and irrelevant and unnecessary if it was like a comet collision. Or, or they were gonna trigger a nuclear war. They would have a specific date and they would have kept 2019 going till whenever. So it's not something like that. And a friend of mine thinks, well, maybe it's the coming, maybe it's the coming of the Lord, maybe it's the coming of the age, maybe it's that, I don't know. I, I am not a good enough Christian or anything else to have a very good opinion about that. I can tell you I sometimes get the feeling that it could be the case, but At the same time, I know that people lived in other ages that were difficult, and they probably said the same shit. It could be the end of the world. If you lived in the middle of the 14th century in Western Europe, and you said, I think it's the end of the world, a lot of people would not have thought you were crazy. Because everything, and it wasn't just the Black Plague, the Black Plague was the cherry on the top, really. The Black Plague was terrible, but it was everything that went wrong in the 14th century, culturally, politically, everything that went wrong. And if if you had told somebody in, in the middle of the 1350s, well, shit, I think the world's coming to an end. If you'd told someone that, they wouldn't have thought you were crazy. I'm not saying they would agree with you necessarily, but a lot of people would have said, yeah, you know, it looks pretty bad. If they're telling people to to harm themselves physically, and that's where we're at in the game. You could have made a very, very thin argument when we were talking about one mask, okay, and maybe you have to take a vaccine but they've canceled vaccination drives for fewer vaccine injuries than they've already racked up and they've racked up a lot of deaths and a lot of injuries. So it, it clearly has some intention. My basic theory is that its main intention is to anger and confuse and to dismay. I'm not saying the vaccines might not be poisonous too, they could be, but the main purpose is just to get people angry but in a situation where they can't do anything about it. It's like the stupid fucking impeachment trial of Donald Trump. What a fucking waste of time when there might not be that much fucking time left. But they know this. They don't fucking care. They just laugh and mock us, those of us who think it's it's something to be interested in. They just mock us. They mock us for our concern. They mock us for being interested. It's bullshit. And they think it's funny. And I'm pretty certain the devil thinks it's funny. (sighs) We got some quotes from Dr. Freckles here. First quote, life colon, live it well. It does not last. Yeah, it does not last. And, and and I've spoken enough about this. I'm just going to leave that there. The next quote from Dr. Freckles, the angel of death knows where your bunker is. That's what I meant earlier when I said I might talk about this a bit later. Um. I don't think there's anything wrong with prepping. And, and I have to say, some of the biggest preppers you'll ever meet are Mormons. Like Mormons have these secret... I don't call them secret, they're not secret, but these but these not-so-advertised Mormon stores where they sell long-term, storable things. You know, big barrels of dried food that will last, you know, 20 or 30 years. And as part of the Mormon ethic, um, Mormons are told to prepare. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, okay? That's not—I'm bringing this up just as an aside— I find that interesting about the Mormons. And yet, at the same time, not. If you know anything about their history, they were harassed in the 19th century. They were kind of chased around. Um, Yeah, so like I said, you know, the history of the Mormons, they were harassed, they were chased around. I had to get a little bit of water here. Dan, you shouldn't make mouth voices on, on... The podcast. Well, fuck you. Yes, indeed. The Mormons were harassed. They were chased around. They were accused of being heretics and everything else. I have no educated opinion on Mormonism, but but I will say the following anecdotally. Some of the nicest people I've ever met in person. I don't mean TV Mormons, that's bullshit, okay? That's fiction, that's propaganda. Actual Mormons I've met in person have been some of the nicest people I've ever met. Now, maybe that hides some evil agenda. It could. I don't think so. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm a Mormon. I'm not. And I do have some serious questions about the Mormon faith. But, you know, I'm willing to to throw the dice and say, you know, it's possible that... That's just their version of Christianity. It's their belief system within the world of Christianity. I can't say that that's where I leave it. But I will say nice people, really nice people. Now, why did I go off on this tangent about Mormons being nice? Here's the deal, you can prep and you can dig a bunker and you can buy a condo in what used to be an ICBM silo in Montana. You can live in a submarine a submarine deep below the surface of the sea. You can live in an advanced dirigible that has its own ion drive, high above the clouds at 30 miles. You can do all those things. You could have a Martian base. You could have a Martian base and a base on on Pluto. Nope, it's a Kuiper Belt object. Fuck you, kneel the grass, kneel to ass, chicken strip man. You could have your own private space bunker on in, inside of an asteroid, or you could use two asteroids as a tether system to create one g of gravity a tether between two asteroids, and you spin it like a baton, and you could live in one of those asteroids, and you could live a life so far, far, far away. But I hate to break it to you. Wherever you go, no matter how deep your bunker is, no matter how many tunnels you dig, no matter how powerful your spaceship is, I don't care how big your photon cannon is, Death will, fall. Death will find you. Death will find you wherever you go. It does not matter. It is irrelevant. It is irrelevant who you are, how rich you are, how young you are, how old you are, how good or bad you are. You could have the best prepping ever. You could be the number one prepper in prepping magazine. 2015 and 10 years in a row, and the angel of death will still find you. That's right. And I quote Dr. Freckles, the angel of death knows where your bunker is, and he does. Now, this doesn't mean you shouldn't do these things if you enjoy them, and it also doesn't mean you shouldn't try to preserve your family and your property. That's not my fucking point. But I will say this. It doesn't matter what you do. In the end, all of it will go away. It's just a question of how quickly. It could all go away when you die in your bed surrounded by loved ones when you're 100 years old or older. And that's great. And it could all go away on a road someplace, you and your family, on a highway, middle of nowhere. You run out of gasoline, no food, no water, and a bunch of crazy people show up. it could all go away. And all of that's in the Bible too, guys. So if you want to understand the reality, ever since Eden, this physical life ends. It just does. And now one day, you know, kingdom come, that will change, but we're not there yet. So go ahead and prep. And I would say this too, if you're living in the country because you prefer it to the city, I understand, and God bless you, doubly so, because I get it. And that's a good reason. A good reason to choose a place to live is if you can be happy there. A little more than a year ago, before the monkey herpes, Tide Pod Nation bullshit, before the bullshit race war and everything else, I didn't have a ton of money, but I was getting by and I was happy. I made enough money for my podcast to cover a lot of expenses and it looked like within a few months I would actually start paying my rent with it and the good news is I had rent money to pay. And then all this happened and we deal with it the best way we can. Maybe I end up going to work some stupid contract job again if I have to. I don't believe that reality is coming. But I have decided to twist my brain a little and, and allow myself the fantasy that it might happen so that I can somehow work on my resume and submit it and not just submit it in some bullshit way. But I really don't think that's what's coming. Anyways, next quote. Life is gonna kill you if I don't do it first. If, if, if I don't first, Dr. Freckles. Wow, that's a mean, yeah. That's just mean, Dr. Freckles. Social media colon. Social media colon. An RPG mud. That's role-playing game. Um, multi-user. multi-user um, what? Dungeon? Multi-user dungeon? Anyway, social media colon. An RPG mud for gaslighting. I would say that's basically true. Social media is a video game. It's not a very good one. It's a bad one. It is It is definitely rigged. So if you're asking yourself, well, if it's a video game, is it rigged? Ha 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 ha. Really hugely rigged. And if you're an ordinary schmuck like me, not in your favor. So if you're using it for some purpose, any purpose at all, other than giving yourself a dopamine burst periodically, it's probably not going to work out unless you're one of the chosen few and you're probably not. But it's definitely a video game. and It's definitely a video game where people um, take advantage of some of the worst traits of human behavior to get ahead. It is disgusting. I have made every attempt to completely destroy my Twitter account. I think the Tide Pod Nation thing's gonna go a long way. I'm not creating any more accounts, okay? And I'm also not gonna play by any stupid rules that don't exist. I can't imagine why the phrase Tide Pod would cause someone want to want to report an account to have it banned, but yes indeed, Brooklyn Dad. And I'm not even sure if some of these blue checkmark accounts are even real guys just because they have a blue checkmark. Do you really think that means there's a real fucking person there? This this fucking Brooklyn Dad bullshit. Who the fuck is this person? Probably constructed by a fucking small group of college interns at Langley, probably. Probably not real, probably make believe. And what's funny is probably a lot of stupid mask wearers get suckered by this Tide Pod Nation. And the last Dr. Freckles quote for this moment, humans, colon, everything gets hidden behind the shed. Humans colon everything gets hidden behind the shed. I wish this were not true, but it does seem like a general truth. In fact, it seems like what is generally true is that we like the lies that make us feel better than the truths that will illuminate. Because the truths tend to make us feel like shit. They really do, but the lies are great. The the lies, the deceptions, walker, oh you look so young. You know, wear two masks, because if you question the two masks thing at this point, then you have to ask why. And I know I keep returning to this, but this is related to hiding ship behind the shed in a, in a kind of figurative sense, right? In terms of metaphor. Um, if they're telling you to suffocate yourself, and, and you can know scientifically. You could actually do blood oxygen. You could actually do this. For those of you who want to do science, and I don't mean the bullshit dancing nurses, but I mean real people that I could conceivably check your fucking science, do a blood oxygen test. Do a blood oxygen test with no mask, one mask, two masks, and three masks. Go ahead and do it. I wonder what you'll see. Everything gets hidden behind the shed, because the people that think they run the world know this. They know that a lot of folks would rather believe incredibly stupid lies than to confront the possibility that they're being lied to. That's the other thing about being lied to, is a lot of people, the big issue isn't the lie itself, the lies are generally pretty fucking stupid. Like, oh, you can wear two masks now. I mean, come on, guys. A year ago, Fauci was saying no masks. So I guess the science has radically changed around viruses in the last year. Or maybe you're being fucked with. Maybe you're being gaslit. But that's the thing. You'd rather believe the fucking lie than to recognize the possibility that these people that have a lot of power are lying to you. And they're not doing little lies. These lies are not small. None of them are that small when it comes to these fuckers. But these lies are not small. These lies are going to kill a lot of people, a lot of people, some of whom you might know. And they will call it COVID-19. They will. That's what they'll call it. And they will enlist you in the brigade of people who are sad about COVID-19. But what actually killed them was their ignorance. What actually killed them was their inability to accept the possibility that they are being lied to. Humans, colon, everything gets hidden behind the shed. Everything. Next topic. Yeah, I've said this. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but um, Q. You all remember Q, Q. I'm sure Q's still around because I'm sure there's still some Q prophets out there. Prophets of Q, representatives of Q who will tell you that Donald Trump's going to go into a bunker and and with Jimmy Page, he's going to digitally remaster all of his greatest hits. Yeah. I remember this commercial from the 90s, I think. Early 90s. Maybe 1992 or 91, maybe 92, maybe 91. Jimmy Page is going back in the studio to digitally remaster all of his greatest hits. Okay, maybe Trump is doing the same thing, but I don't think so. I think that was a lot of bullshit some people needed to believe because, hey, after Obama, how much bullshit was there left that anybody could believe? And I guess we now know. A lot more. I think the big reset rhetoric, the the Klaus Schwab fucking spooky ass THX 1138 re- rhetoric, I think that's like Q. I think that's kind of a scare monkey. I think that's a kind of trauma monkey. I think that's a mind fuck. I think that's gaslighting. I think there are a lot of elites at the mayoral level, the governor level in this country, a lot of blue state. New World Order piece of shit commie scumbags like Governor Inslee who actually believe they have a seat at the table for what's coming. They do not. The big reset's designed to to allow them to fucking believe that. Because guess what? Like the construction workers, like the truckers, there's some shit you gotta keep going. I mean, at some point we will run out of a lot of shit. But again, you know, piled up in the warehouses, right? Cue for the left, that's the reset. And I have one more quote from Dr. Freckles before we're done for today, but I'm wondering if I should read it. You know what, sticks and stones may break my bones, but I know where you live. That's Dr. Freckles. So I hope you guys learned something. If you're ever out in the middle of the country, on some lonely country road. You're driving down that road and it's dark and misty out. They just got done spraying so the skies are brown and black and gunkus. And up ahead you see a a diner, the flashing sign for a diner um, and so you pull into the parking lot. And at the parking lot, you see this scraggly dude by himself. He's sitting in a Jeep. He's got scraggly old, you know, gray and black hair. He looks like an old meth head who's been to jail six times. He's pretending to be a cowboy, but you know he's not a cowboy. He's some type of Jersey trash. And he looks at you and he says, My friend... If you came here to find finality, the end of all things, you're looking at him. If you see some Bruce Springsteen looking motherfucker in a Jeep with his scraggly hair and his jean jacket and his notebook of people he's gonna kill, and you see him there sharpening his axe and looking at you like you're some song lyric before he did too much cocaine, get back in your car, buddy. That diner's doomed. That diner is doomed.